Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 243 for patch 6.0. Our topic for this episode is BlizzCon 2014 in review. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. This is Root, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the world of Warcraft universe. Coming up here in episode number 243 of Hardcast, you're going to get our review of BlizzCon 2014. And hey, if you're going to ask a question on a panel, we've got some tips that you just may want to consider. Hey, Freckleface! Hey, Root! How has your week in the World of Warcraft universe been? It's been pretty awesome. Yeah? Went to the Darkmoon Fair the first time after they made a few changes Yeah, to it. You know, they added that new daily quest with the, the rings. Which I haven't done because reasons. <laughs> it's like the Cloud Serpent stuff. Reasons? You fly through the rings and you don't like that. I didn't like it then. <laughs> I ain't going to like it now. Well, it's not difficult to do just to get the daily done. Oh, okay. Um, I was able to buy the Haunting Memento. Haunted Memento. Haunted I don't know what that is. It's the, it's the one where um, cast on somebody and they're haunted. Does a ghost follow them around? Yes. Oh, that's cool. I should it get is. that. And then I bought this other thing. I thought it was a toy. It was supposed to be a deck and it was like a used straw card. So I just bought it without realizing it. And so one thing is Soulbound. Another thing, it has so many charges. And when I pulled, like, a Drew card, it's like you have damage increased by uh, 100% for the next two minutes. Yeah. Huh. I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm not anywhere near anything, but, you know, <laughs> cool. Right? <laughs> that'd be, I wonder if it's like, can you use that in a raid? Sure you can, but like, I think it's awesome. random with the kind of effect you get because oh. it's draw a card, you know? You know it'd be kind of uh. cool like, one of them is just like, you wipe your entire raid team. <laughs> no! We'll see. I have to play with it some more. I was a little yeah. disappointed. I thought I was going to gain another toy. I'm all about the toys now. All about it? Yeah. Okay. Gotta fill up the toy box. Gotta fill it up. I love the new pet battle master in the Darkman Fair. I love his little um, throwback to the old Spice guy, those old Spice commercials. Yeah, I haven't seen him, so I, I don't understand what you're talking about. It's just his quest text. Okay. It's um, His quest text basically like, look at me, look at the other guy, and they look back at me. I'm... I you know I'm so much better than him. I have like rockets flying out of my head. That's already the old guy, Old Spice. The old old yeah, but that's already like a nostalgic thing for you. That commercial was like two years ago. I know. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was still relevant. <laughs> no. Oh man. That would <laughs> explain. That guy's moved on to other things. <laughs> Has he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Well. So this is the first new pet battle content they've added since the Celestial Tournament. You know I hate the Celestial Tournament. Yeah. You know I feel like you ruined pet battles. It ruined it with the passion. You I hated know, passion. Things. I know. And here they have this new um, pet battle master, and it's it's back where it should be. The guy is challenging. You do have to um, make a specific combination of pets, but it is doable. Oh, okay. And not overly frustrating. 
Sure. So you not it's not something which if you mess up one time it derails the whole no, thing. No, 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 no. It's it's normal. So I'm like, okay, well they're they're getting back to how it was, so you know, maybe the future pet battles is saved. We'll see. Uh how was your week? It was frogtaculous. Frogtaculous. Yeah, frogalicious. Did you murder a lot of frogs? Uh you know if Did you join in the frog massacre? If PETA is not involved The Frog Acost. The, the Frog Acost. <laughs> no. No. Oh, <laughs> Is that too much? Uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, <laughs> leave it in the show. <clears throat> That's just a low view. There. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing: in case you know what's going on with the frogs, which it, it, just so you know, Blizzard knows because they actually made some uh, references to it uh-huh. in in at BlizzCon, so they right, know what's right. going on. Right. It is just the place to go farm lesser charms. Right. And there are groups upon groups upon groups that are being formed to farm frogs. And it is crazy. Like you just doing massive AoE. Like I'm sitting in one spot, AoE just it's just it's insane. But you take all your lesser charms and now you can stack up to like twenty Warforged seals to use on your bonus rolls. But aren't you supposed to be saving the lesser charms for Next expansion maybe. content? Maybe, okay. maybe. However, what's happening right now with them is people are actually, you know, they're taking the opportunity to get all their Warforged seals they can get right now. Uh-huh. And then I went on a mythic run with the guild. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't at the bottom of the DPS charts. Uh-huh. But I wasn't, you know, I might have been, like, below the median. <laughs> okay. Like, any other raid, I probably would have got kicked out. Gotcha. But these guys are all like super uber geared. Uh-huh. And they're just in there for some kind of a mythic Warforged upgrade. Mm-hmm. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was pretty fair about it. There was a, a question, like the, the loot distribution was kind of weird. It, it's like one person was like incredibly lucky and was winning. Right. And so the raid leader kind of went, hey, why don't we pass some of that luck around and actually ask the person to give it to the, the lootier one. To the next highest roller. Okay. And, and this person rolled a 100, and I rolled like a 94, so they gave it to me. I didn't feel like I deserved it. Okay. So I asked another trusted friend in the raid group. I'm like, who would be benefit from this more, uh, in, all, in all honesty? Because I, I know I'm a carry on this one. <laughs> you know, I'm happy with my bonus rolls, and I'm happy if I win something. But I don't want to be given something. I'm already being given the entire run. Follow? I gotcha. So I, ended up, I gave a pair of shoes away. That... We're pretty sweet. Ah. However, I did get some awesome rest of the year. I got an awesome sword. I got an awesome offhand. Where now I've given my 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 heirloom weapon over to uh, Frackle. (laughs) 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 So he's got that right now, and I'm just rolling with with this this offhand and the sword. It's it's been a lot of there was a lot of fun just doing that with the guild uh, because we just it. You know, it was cool seeing Mythic and the changes and how you had to do things. And strategy was so, so important. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of dancing. It's kind of cool. Oh, so not, actual dancing? No, no, not like slash dance. <laughs> Staying out of fire. Yeah, well, like there's this whole, like Immersius, right? Uh-huh. So you go into Immersius and on Mythic, and it might be the same way in, on Heroic, I don't know. But you, the whole group, like, lines up by one of the, you know how the ground is separated by those, like, lines, channels of water? Yes. So the group lines up. To the to the to the left of one of the channels of water, and then progressively moves, you know, to their left. 
So it's like you DPS, DPS, take a step to the left. Gotcha. <laughs> DPS, do take a step to the left. Ah. <laughs> and then it's, it's, it was fun. So it was a great night. Got to do Ordos on all my tunes. That was fun. Uh, it's always a little, sometimes it can be frustrating. And, and if here, you get a bad group. If you get a bad group. But here, here's the most frustrating part of, there's two frustrating parts for me on Ordos. What's that? One of them is Warlock specific. As soon as you, as soon as a group is formed, and I'm doing this all through, by the way, the new uh, Blizzard uh, Pug tool, uh-huh. pre-made groups, I guess we're calling uh-huh. them, which is, it's, I hate that term, right? Because <laughs> it's not, but anyhow, uh, you join the group, you're in the group, and as soon as somebody sees there's a warlock in the group, summon. And that, we've talked about it before. That that that's a tweak on me. It's like no, <laughs> I'm not even. You want me to summon? You fine. You're gonna be summoned to where I'm at. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but I will. Okay. Uh, it's like you gotta wait. Be patient. I, when when I get up there, I will get up there. What if they said summon, please? And then I, I tell them just give me, but they don't. But uh. if they did, some do. Some You'd almost, be more receptive. Yeah, and I say I'm, I'm, and I let them know I'm headed up there. As soon as I get up to Ordos, we'll drop a summon soon. We'll get everybody up there. Okay, that's number one. Is when people are rude about the summon questioning. That, right. that, that kind of, number two, it is late enough in this content and this expansion. We're at the end of it. We're almost like at the next expansion. People ought to know by now, if you don't have your cloak, you can't do Ordos. They're down, they are changing the restriction. Actually, apparently, they did change it and they rolled it back out. But people ought to know by now, you ain't got your cloak, you ain't fighting Ordos. No, no, you can now. That's, that's they the thing. They rolled it back. What do you mean they rolled they it back? They rolled it back. They, they took it back? They rolled it back. Backsies? <laughs> yeah, backsies. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But apparently that makes no sense. It's coming back, but they rolled it back. It's coming back, they rolled it back? Yeah. We got like two days left. Well, there you go. That makes no sense. <laughs> I know. So. Well, okay, that's not Blizzard, because that's just confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. That's, it was confusing, but. Okay. So then, it, here's the, the, like the, 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 the epitome of my frustrations. Okay. And this is outside the Ordos group. I get into a world boss tour. And I, you know, I love my world boss I tours. I do know that. I, I just, they're, I, they're that's really a, fun. It's a jam. They're fun to do. I get in one, right out of the bat, summon. We're over here in Galleon. All right, cool. I'm on my way. Because when I jumped in the group, I was, I believe I was either in, I think it was in, uh, in, in Orgrimmar at the time. So I was like, all right, hard thing, on the way. And I'm going, and the guy's like, summon. I'm like, where are you? Because I'm in, I'm in the veil. I'm at the shrine. I'm like, fly. <laughs> what do you what do you mean summon? It's a 30 second flight. Yeah, I can't. Why can't you fly? Because I'm a new 90. Uh can't pay that money yet. You're a new 90. Uh-huh. No, no, no. He's a death knight. So that means he's got a some tune. Well, no, they took the restriction away. Anyhow, I don't think it's a money issue. <laughs> I'm like, just you know, fly can't fly. You can't fly. No, I can't fly. Is anybody else in the group have a two seater mount that can go pick you up, you know, or something? <laughs> so I I get over summon, and then it's like, okay, where are we going next? Okay, it, this group was so unorganized. I, I'm spoiled. Open raid spoiled me with organized world well, boss tours. They had a few people who did every week. They had it down. They had it down. This guy, no clue. And like he, they started with the Shah, then they went to. Galleon, then they're headed to uh, Undasta. That's the opposite direction. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in the middle, meantime, like now it's like, and then the the, the guy didn't have Nalik unlocked. I'm like, this is just 
It was so unorganized. Yeah. But you, Freck, uh, had told me something pretty funny about a group name in in the new pug system (laughs) that Blizzard has going Uh, on. Yeah, so I saw a screenshot of a group that somebody had made, you know, amongst, you know, Ordos, Frogs. All the different Froggy, Froggy, Froggy ones. Froggy, 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 a couple people were running around Firelands. One guy made a group titled Looking for female to chat with. <laughs> Additional requirements must live near Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> I am afraid. The door is open. It is. It is. Pandora's box has been opened. You know, and I feel bad for spreading the awareness around about <laughs> it because I feel like. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You can now troll on group names in your pre made group. Uh, <laughs> Make a group and have fun. <laughs> it's just going to be the new Craigslist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Except you don't have to be weird about it in Craigslist where you're like, I play WoW. It's, just, it's known. That's <laughs> true. So you get that part out of the way. So the. Blizzard might be on to something with the matchmaking service here. <laughs> uh, uh, that that uh, yeah, just watch for those. That's going to be relatively uh, interesting. But speaking of interesting, hey, Freckleface, got something very very important to ask you before we uh, continue the show here. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it is that time. Mm-hmm. Freckleface, did you have motive and opportunity to run care this week? I did have motive and opportunity to run care this week. How many times, Freckleface, uh, were you able to run, said uh, Kara Zan, this week? I was able to run, said Kara Zan, this week. Four times. Four times. Four times. And uh, out of these four times, were any of these with your lucky charm? Not this week. Oh, I see. Luck's run out. (laughs) Did that matter, Freckleface? Were any of your runs successful in looting the mount? No. Oh. Yeah. So rude. Yes, ma'am. Did you perchance run Kara on any routines? I perchanced ran <laughs> Kara on all of my eligible tunes. How many eligible tunes is that? Well, I take it back. I only ran it on four and some more eligible, but they don't do so well. <laughs> so four times you ran Kara. Four times. Mm-hmm. Did the mountain drop for you? No, it did not. <laughs> but you know what? I did see a, a, a guy um, in in the, uh, the the pre-made group thing mm-hmm. uh, trying to get a, a, a group for Kara and saying, but if the mountain drops, I get it. Oh, no. No, 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 I'm no, I'm like, no. you ain't got to get nobody running. It's the uh-huh. first boss. Come on. Can you help with Kara? <laughs> no. Uh, we did have a previous total of $26 in the kitty. We both added a dollar. That brings the total of 28 Right. I see you used up all your dollar coins. No, 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 no. no, no. I just, they're, they're right here. Oh, they're right there. I have three left now. Actually. Oh, yeah. okay. So Don't bang the mic stand again. <laughs> no, okay, well, just look. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. This is it. I keep them for some reason. They fit rather nicely in the end of a uh, fluorescent light bulb thing. I don't That's know. That's strange. Yeah. You know, where do you keep your gold coins? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> in my penny pouch. <laughs> I think they're gold-plated. I don't think they're really gold. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 28 bucks going into next week. We'll see, because that'll be a $30 uh, mm. gamble next week. There, yeah. When you go in, do you feel pressure anymore? You're like, oh. I do, always. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. 
Especially because you said I have to screenshot it if I ever get it. Like before I actually loot, oh, I have to screenshot yeah. the loot table. There's some pressure there. I do auto loot. So what every you... time I'm like, oh snap, I looted. What is what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna count. What if I do get the mount and you don't count it? You, you could scroll up and maybe I think there's an achievement for it. Probably. You you know. I'd have proof, but Yeah. You'd find a way. You would find a way. And oh hey, uh Freckleface, we have got some whispers. To me, BlizzCon is community. Our first one is from Diz the Warlock. It says, Hey gang, after listening to you replying to Ruru's email on morality, I was trying to come up with solutions and I came across a question to ponder. How does a role-playing player explain, after they kill an NPC, the fact that within 10 minutes, the NPC comes back to life? Because I'm not a role-player, but I have the morality thing come up in-game, and I take the road that, hey, they never really do die. Excellent question there, Diz, and thank you for emailing into the show at podcast at hearthcast.com. Here's the thing. Uh, neither Freckleface and myself are true RPers. Um... You know, Freck hangs out on Moonguard. That's about it. I haven't uh, been there in a while. <laughs> so you say. Uh-huh. Anyhow, I do have some friends who are our peers, and so I did pose your question to them. And basically, this is their answer. Life, death, and time itself do not work the same way in the Blizzard universe. WoW has quest, which put our characters into the spirit realm. We perform our objectives. We then go talk to a spirit healer who returns us back to life. We've done those over in, like, Tanaris area. Yes. The different zones in WoW all have a different time period assigned to them. That's like if you go anywhere northern, you know, Lich King is still there. He's alive. He's doing his thing. Right. So time itself doesn't work the same way that we as human beings perceive time to work. Okay. Uh, that's attributed to the aspects, by the way. Aspects of time. Blah, oh. blah, blah. Ooh. So RPing in the Blizzard universe means taking these different laws of nature into consideration. So if you go down a boss, your whole group goes in and kills somebody, then perhaps it really wasn't that guy's time to die. And the spirit realm returns him to his life. Interesting. So that's one way. To, now, this is a very a very common problem, actually. There have been uh, several threads on the, the uh, WoW forums who have asked for empty instances. You know, give me the option to go in this instance completely empty so I can RP here. RP and, and what? Well, imagine going into Kara, and Kara had no mobs in it. Okay. And you could, you know, I don't know, go down on stage and perform on stage when you had an audience out there. You could clear it, and then the rest of the week would be empty. And oh, no, the trash would respawn, wouldn't it? Nope, because trash is attached to the bosses. Oh, okay. So there, that's what some people were saying. You could go in and clear and then go back in and right. in somebody else's lockout. And there are that's like how some of these RP guilds take care of that. They'll go in and clear and then use the one person's lockout to go in there with no mobs. So eh, it's interesting. So, I mean, that's, I, mean I, I never thought about it. It just comes back to life. Oh. Now, I do remember talking to a guy at work who was mad about that, who said, look, if I killed uh, Deathwing, Deathwing should be dead in the game for me. So his big thing was, 
he goes into at the time uh, Dragon Soul kills Deathwing, downs Deathwing, and then runs around and gets like burned in a flame, stood in a flame. Well, why is I, I just killed him? Why is he trying to burn me up? Right. And so that was his biggest play. If I kill him somewhere, that ought to be gone. But Blizzard cannot. That just the technology isn't there. Maybe someday, not today. Well, then you're not playing an MMO. That's the thing. Yeah. Like if you're playing a single player game. Then you would True. You, you would kill a boss and be dead, be gone. But right. it's nothing. But it, it ain't the, yeah, it, and it, we've talked about it many, many times over the in, in the course of our podcast history here mm-hmm. about the uh, dynamic content in a consistent world, right? You know, it's just a persistent, sorry, world. So yeah, I like to think of it as time not moving the way that we move. Time is in like every minute, every right. second. It's just it stays still, and then it moves forward a chunk of time. Right, and that's how. My friends at work who are our peers right. rationalized it for me as well. Right. So that was very interesting. Our next email says, Hello again from Singapore. I watched BlizzCon on the stream and saw Root. I have a question for you. On your show, you say you play Goblin Warlock, but in BlizzCon, you talked about walking into Ironforge. Did you play Alliance before Horde? You also look much different than you sound in my mind, but that's not a bad thing. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Frackface and I were both a uh, part of the Looking For group documentary that Blizzard put on. And um, in there, we, we were asked a series, a series of questions, and we answered the series of questions. And uh, in there, I was describing one of my favorite moments in World of Warcraft. And I talked about walking into Ironforge for the very first time. And that is when I had my gnome warlock before I... Uh, race, faction, server changed. Not yeah, everything. So I was a gnome warlock for the longest time. In fact, I have a a shirt that uh, says Hearthcast and it says Root Gnome Warlock. Right. And now I have another gnome warlock. So yeah, and back to being a gnome. I like the little guys. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that was about. I- I'm glad you, you enjoyed or at least watched the, uh, the Looking for Group documentary. Frex in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we all get to uh, finally see what Angry Orc looks like. Oh, that's exciting. And if you if you go back and watch that, behind him on his windowsill is the hearthy we awarded uh, him. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So <laughs> So that's cool. I hope I didn't scare you with the with, you know, I don't look <laughs> how I how you thought I looked. I, I get that a lot in many different ways. <laughs> so thank you uh for that and uh thanks for emailing again. To me, BlizzCon is community. So, Freckleface BlizzCon 2014 has come and gone. What are we left with? What did we learn? What did we like? What did we dislike? And if it was us, Freck, what would we have done differently? We're going to answer those questions, and we're going to kind of go over a little bit of our thoughts on BlizzCon. And uh, there may be some suggestions on stuff. So let me ask you there, Freck, what, what did you like the most about BlizzCon 2014? Well, if it doesn't sound too <laughs> self-serving, um, I, I mean, I, I think the favorite part was was that documentary and the fact that we were able to be a part of it. I mean, it was the asset community as a whole, and it was just really flattering you know, to be asked. And um, filming those responses were a lot of fun. And it was just oh, such a cool feeling. You watch at home, you know, in the Google Hangouts chat, and like both like start screaming, like, there's Ruth! 
cute. <laughs> and they're getting text messages from people. Yeah, my, my Twitter and phone blew up. It yep. was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the Hearthstone tournaments that they were streaming. So we're watching the stream on Friday. We're hanging out with you on Hangouts. Got my son there watching the stream. We're watching uh, the Hearthstone tournament. And while I have a moderate understanding of the game, there was stuff uh, that was going on that I had no idea. And you would go, ooh, and my son would go, ooh, and then you guys would talk. Right. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Because it just was. It was one of those scenes that it bridged a gap. You know, because my I can't really talk Hearthstone to my son because I don't play it as often as I should. He plays a lot of it, and he and he was like he was right on par with like why is the guy doing this? I bet he does this. You talk. It was like you guys had your own little language going on, and that that was just really cool to see that for me. Well, if that's what's your favorite, what was your least favorite part of it? My least favorite part of it was the uh, those twofold, and it might be old man root talking. Okay, but I did not enjoy the host's level of humor. I thought it was inappropriate at times. Okay. Uh, given that the audience had some youngsters in it, mm-hmm. not youngster-friendly humor. Um, that being said, uh, the second part that I really didn't like falls more towards the community and audience during the uh, costume contest and the talent show. The costume contest, that was the, the exhibit. They were showing people... Those people are already being graded and judged and been in costume all day. The winning costume had a wardrobe malfunction. It was an, an intricate thing. She, like, twist her ankle. and Right. And so and part of her costume broke. And so people are like, why did that win? That thing's falling apart. That was already judged. They're letting you know who won. Right. And so it was that misunderstanding with the audience going, like, why would that win? And then, unfortunately, when she was asking, you know, hey, how's your day? Well, I've, she, her answer was, I've had better days. She just won a bunch of money. I've had better days was her answer. But she'd been in that costume all day. It fell apart. Twisted her ankle. She's had a better day. She's had better days. Sure. So that was that. There was a little bit of just a misunderstanding of how that works behind the scenes that mm-hmm. I didn't like. So that those are my, how about you? What what was the, the your little anything that might not have sat well or would you like the least in it? My initial response would be, I like the least not being able to be there and just oh, watching okay. the stream. Yeah, um, It's very minor, but one thing annoyed me, every time I log into the stream, it would take me to StarCraft stage automatically instead of the main stage. Something tells me that in the preferences somewhere, there's a thing you can set for what stage you wanted to start on. I'll have to go back and look. I think that would be kind of a detailed option to give people. Yeah, something, something. It's just haunting me right now in the back of my mind okay. that I saw something that said that. But well, it's frustrating because trying to watch the stream and be on the call at the same time, right? Right. I didn't want to be behind you, so there would be times that my thing would lag or I'd accidentally pause or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then I want to catch up, and then I would refresh it, and then it would send me back to the StarCraft stage. Right, and th- and that was a little bit of a uh, an awkwardness because. I watch it on a Chromecast, mm-hmm. so I've got it on my computer in the computer room playing, and then I'm Chromecasting that tab in full screen to my nice big TV screen in the living room. And it came across phenomenally, and except like if my kids were trying to watch YouTube on their phones, and they'd be like, who's watching YouTube? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, but, then when, but there were times when we were out of sync, and that made right. a con- having a conversation about something 
difficult because as soon as they would say something, one of ooh, and the other person like, what? I mean, <laughs> why are you ooh? And then the other person and like, no, no, these are oh. So it was, it was uh, out of sync. Yeah, so I can see yeah. that frustration. Freck, if it was up to you, if you were in charge of BlizzCon next year, 2015, is there something you might do a little differently? I feel like some of the people on the panels um, who they obviously have computer jobs and they're not used to being in large groups of people. Mm. And I think they probably could use a bit more coaching, a little bit more practice before they got on stage. That is something that uh, corporations offer. There's corporate training for giving presentations. Right. So you're saying that some of these people, if you're going to present, go through corporate presentation training? Sure. Or large forum presentation training? Right. I would agree with that a little bit. Because um, there were some of the jokes that just did not fly over well. Yeah. And, you know, giving, you know, going a little bit behind the scenes for us here on the show, we do have a lot of... Uh, inside jokes and stuff, you know, because we've been doing this for such a long time. But we have a thing across the top of the or, of our of our headers and footers that we don't talk about our inside jokes because the only person nobody gets them, nobody would understand them. You'd understand it, I'd understand it. Yippee! Nobody else, you know, <laughs> would get the inside joke. So it's it's wasted air. So there were some attempts at some maybe some of those were like inside jokes or something, or maybe a small niche of people might get it. But there were a lot of jokes that kind of f- fell flat on that one, I think. What would you have done differently? Mine's pretty simple, but complicated. Okay. Okay, it's simple to say, complicated to pull off. Okay. If you're going to have a band with the statue of Metallica who's doing your closing numbers, and you have, what, four, four or five different venues that have live streams coming from them? So there's the main stage, there's a StarCraft, there's a Hearthstone, there's the panels... Uh, StarCraft. Right. So that's at least you know four more available to you. Bring that entire rig and those setups, move them into the main auditorium. Okay. And have the ability for your viewing audience at home to select different camera angles that they want to control the show with. Oh. So let me be the director of my Metallica experience or my, whoever the closing band is. Let me direct that. Let me choose the camera angles I want to choose because... Whoever was doing it was like, I mean, maybe on 14, 15 cups of coffee that hour. <laughs> because the ca- they were just, they, I, I had to stop watching because the camera cuts were so frequent. It was bothering uh, me. Again, it might be old man root. That type of thing is something that you shouldn't have to think about. If they're, if they're doing their job correctly, you would not have thought about cameras. Right. You know, and I mean, look at like, going to NFL. NFL these days, you can get a ticket, you can get a, a package rather that gives you the ability to change camera angles. Oh, okay, cool. Same thing. Bring you got five other rigs. Bring them in. Let me choose how I'm going to watch this. Maybe I just want to watch the drummer Lars. You know, maybe I just want to watch the weird braided hair dude play his bass. You know, maybe I want a particular camera angle. Let me choose what I want to do. Not just you know every two second, every one second, different camera. So that was a little uh that was just that was just me unnerving on my part. All right, so now that we get that out of the way, Frick, let's kind of talk about some of the stuff that uh BlizzCon brought us this year. Uh let's start off to here with the content reveals. Tell me everything, Freckleface, in uh, in ten seconds. Ten seconds. I'm gonna put timer up, timer up. Uh-huh. Ten seconds. What did you learn about uh Warlords of Draenor, the upcoming expansion, and this BlizzCon? 
the timer's going ten. Nine. Eight. You're losing your time, seven. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Yeah, that's the gist of it. You didn't you didn't say anything. I know. Oh <laughs> you didn't learn anything new? No. Nothing new. No. Oh. Unless I was I not paying attention. Well, I mean, a news flash, legendary rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, okay. That being said, again It was th- odd timing though. Just when the con took place. I mean, you're gonna have it literally Less than a week before the new expansion releases. Mm-hmm. What can they possibly tell us right now? When the expansion... Everybody... <laughs> well... All right. I'm just going to set this up because people... We know this. This is not a World of Warcraft con. This is a BlizzCon. Right. Okay. Right. We know it's not all about World of Warcraft. So, what about uh, Overwatch? So, Overwatch looks interesting. Um, I think the the timing for that was good that they had it right at the beginning. Um, I was getting some feedback some, from some people who are at BlizzCon who were saying that there was uh, basically these big uh, displays, these big pavilions uh, for the different games. And there was one that was empty that looked like rigged up to have something displayed. Mm. There was nothing there. So I was being told they're going to announce a new game. And sure enough, they did. And then, like, once they announced it, then they were able to integrate that new information to the rest of the con. Right. That's when you unbox the boxes of merchandise that they already had ready to go. So something that annoyed me about the reveal of that is that they showed this cinematic. The cinematic was very cool. It was, you know, it looked like, you know, a movie I'd go see. It looked like something that was very intriguing. Yeah, However, the, the Incredibles. <laughs> It did, um, or City Heroes, or something like that. Mm. However, cinematics usually will tell you nothing about the gameplay. I mean, like, have you seen the cinematics for the actual World of Warcraft? Like, oh, like yeah. the original one, like, like, like the Night Elf, and she's, you know, in the moonlight, and then she like runs and transforms into, you know, a her travel form as she runs. Yeah, she's like selling inside of a tree or something. Isn't I she? mean, yeah. that the visual, uh, the graphics, and that are so detailed. Way more detailed than anything you would ever actually see in game. So to me, yeah, you show me a um, a cinematic, a trailer. My interest is peaked. However, I am not like there yet. I'm just like, okay, I get the concept of it. And they already what bothered me about it is that like as soon as they show the cinematic, they started broadcasting people's tweets. You know, like, oh, it looks so great! I'm so excited for this. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> you don't know what it's about. Look, there's a show that just came out on Netflix called, um, this is a little side rant, Bojack Horseman. Oh, I love that show. So no, part I'm of kidding. the plot is like one of the characters is like really obsessed with like Zombie Decapitator 3, right? <laughs> okay. And the way they talk about this game, you think it's this immersive game. They finally show the box. It's Tetris <laughs> with like a little like frame that has zombies around it, you know? <laughs> okay. And that's exactly what you show me. A trailer for a game. The gameplay could be anything. That could be a card game. Well, there was some actual gameplay footage in there. Later. Right. But what, what I'm annoyed with is that they showed the trailer, and then they immediately started broadcasting people's tweets. I, gotcha. I was more I annoyed with what that people were tweeting just from that, how awesome it looked, and that they were shoving up on the screen. Like, here's people reacting to it. Don't you want to react to this the same way? 
I can say that I wasn't compelled at all uh, to tweet anything. I tweeted one thing that was after I was, you know, that the, they did the looking for group thing. Right. And uh, that was it. I wasn't compelled at all because I, to me, I, I think I kind of think I understand what you're saying. Because I felt those tweets were very superficial. Like they either A, fake. Yeah. You know, or B, plants, which is kind of the same thing as a fake. Right. Or or just people who are sitting there in front of the computer, or they got their phones with them or whatever, and as soon as something's up, you know, they're like, you're mad tweeting to try to get... Or as know. soon as they start you showing tweets, and people are like, I want to see my name up on the screen. Sure. What can I tweet to get my name up there? Right, and that's where they're sitting there waiting for a keyword. They go, oh, that, that, you know. Yeah. So that kind of bothered me, but I was I was happy that they um, revealed the game at the beginning. That was a little weird for me because they're talking wow, they're talking wow, they're talking wow, and then... You know, now they're going to talk. There's a whole this thing of 17 years. We've never done this. It's a new, yeah. it's a new IP. It's all, um, and it's like, oh, this is huge. But I really, really, really wanted them to go. Hey, you know that thing where we said we canceled Titan? We lied. Right. Here's Titan. Right. You know, or or you know, code name Titan is now Overwatch. If they had, you know, done that, it might have been. But here's a problem with that. How long has Titan been going on? I don't know. Long, long time, uh-huh. right? And then. This is not a long, long time game that's out there for them. This is their mm-hmm. answer to Team Fortress. So I gotcha. They can't. They can't go. Well, Titans canceled, and you know they can't say they can't say they didn't cancel Titan. Here's what. Here's what it is. Because people go really. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and so. then I was really disconcerted when I was watching the costume contest. Blizzard employees had given were given the permission to make themselves some costume contest for Overwatch, or make themselves costumes for Overwatch. It's called marketing. I get that, but it should have been... To me, it removed me from the authenticity of the costume contest. Sure. Like, in the middle of all... Like, I can see, like, you know, someone walking across the stage in an Alexstrasza costume. You know, there's a couple of Malfurions. I'm like, that's really cool. And, like, you you look at that person and you imagine all the work that they put into their costume. And then you see somebody with a more elaborate costume come out and they're like, oh, here's this character from Overwatch. You're like, What? He just no. announced the game. <laughs> no. And then it throws you because you're like, well, if that was planted, what else was planted? Sure. No, no. Valid point. Valid it's not point. clear. I mean, they could have they could have then revealed people just walking around or have a display of people cosplaying as Overwatch, but not parading around in the middle of a sure. costume contest yeah. with the fans. Yep. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Hearthstone Goblins versus Gnomes. That is very exciting. That was kind of cool. Uh, that's one of the guys had a little awkward presentation. <laughs> yeah. But uh, new cards coming out, new class, the the mechanic class or mecho or whatever they call it. Mech The class. mech class, yeah. yes. That's going to be interesting. Um, I like the, I'm going to, I'll say lore. I like the lore that they're putting into the cards. Right. And the fact that a lot of stuff just doesn't, it may or may not work properly. And I like the fact that you can tinker with cards now. You can, you know, get spare parts and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It does uh, change the fact that they said, oh, well, Nax Ramus had 30 new cards, and this one has 120. However, it's, I, I want to see a true number of how many actual cards that are able to be put in a deck are added. Because, for example, they're talking about the spare parts card. And spare cards are basically spells or modifiers. Mm-hmm. But you don't get those cards until you cast another card. It's kind of like, the coin 
how that's not an actual card you can craft, but you will get a card. This is the coin, right? The one that you get for going second. Okay, right. Okay, so how many of that 120 are not craftable cards? Oh, that's an interesting point. You know, it brings it to that point. Now, I know one of the things that bothered you is they kept calling it Hearthstone's first expansion. Oh, throw me nuts. Like, what was Naxxramas then? Um, I think that was just in a, a mode that they opened up. Like That was like adventure. They kept referring to that as an expansion. Did they? Okay. Yeah, they did. All right. It's called an adventure mode. Well, they added new cards, added a new mode. I don't know what else you would call it. <laughs> did you have to pay for it? Um, You could pay for it with money or gold. Which brings up an interesting point. Yes. Which then you need to elaborate on. For okay, me. so it's also come up the fact that they announced Naxxramas several months before um, it was released. And they said you can buy the wings with gold or with uh, real money. Same thing they did for this expansion. You can buy with yes. gold or real money. Yes, and you would pay per wing. And every when you completed a wing, you would guaranteed get the set amount of cards for completing that wing and also completing the class challenge. So all he had to do was just play through it, and everybody got the same rewards. Now, this one, it's just going to be cards added into the game. They'll have a special card-type pack that you can buy, so you can, with coins or money, you can buy a set of expert cards, or I'm assuming you can buy a set of goblins versus gnomes expert cards. So you open that up. Maybe you have something you already have, and you disenchant it. Or you can also go in there and craft what you want. And it was pointed out the fact that since they announced Naxxramas way ahead of time, the people who were not planning on spending any money saved all their gold. And by the time it was released, most of them had like way more than they needed. So they're able to unlock all the wings of gold and not have to pay any money. Now here we have this expansion that's just announced. And it's being released next month. So people are not going to have the same amount of time to stock up their gold and stock up on their dust. So if those people want to stay competitive, they're going to have much more of an urge to spend real money. So the conspiracy theorists are all saying that this was a deliberate move on Blizzard's part to extract more money from the community. Right. And since there's no guarantee, I mean, if you have your eye on a particular legendary or rare or something like that, it's... You could get on the first pack you open, or you could open 100 packs and still not get it. Mm, that's true. You know, And that RNG with the cards is going to, I think, drive some people to spend more money than they would have on the next Rams expansion. Where do you sit on it? Is this something you'd pay for, or are you just gonna, do you have enough gold saved up? Uh, well, I hadn't been saving gold, so I'll save between now and December and see, see how much it takes. I mean, I don't mind spending a few bucks now and then on Hearthstone. I had went ahead and bought the Naxxramas thing because I wanted to start. I didn't want to wait. <laughs> and that was a lot of gold, you know, 700 per wing. Yeah. And I wanted to do it right away. But this, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Nice segue. Speaking of seeing how things go, they announced uh, a new um, charity pet. Sort of. <laughs> they will have a charity pet again. Right. Yeah. Because last time it was a tsunami relief effort, or was that more than a year ago? I think it was more than a year ago. I mean, they've, they've had them, but usually they let you know what it is, right? Yeah. So this is, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to have another charity pet, and 100% of our proceeds are going to the Red Cross or whoever they're going For to. Ebola. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, but they said Ebola, which was really weird. Ebola, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't tell us what the pet was. No, they didn't. And I, I mean, I'm sitting there on the couch going, well, I know I don't get in freckle face for Christmas. 
Right. But I don't know what I'm getting Freckle Face for Christmas. Well, it was ugly. <laughs> I know. It's still charity. It's, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I, know, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. But like, oh, thanks, Root. <laughs> <laughs> it just sits there. Yeah. If you don't like the pet, then I'll, I'll, I'll hook you down with goblins versus gnomes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get something. It was just weird, though. That reveal was kind of weird to me. It was. Hey, we're doing this, and we don't know what it is. Build out some hype. There's no hype in I telling know. me that you're going to give me something to buy. There's hype, and you go, hey, we're doing this. It is super cute. Uh, it's going to have these really wicked abilities. I can't tell you more than that, except that uh, that this pet, it, it has this massive dot ability, so... That's terrible. That's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of other uh, reveals and stuff in in there that were that were kind of, you know, I didn't follow a lot of the StarCraft because I don't play StarCraft, mm-hmm. but there's some reveals there, some upcoming stuff, and there's some Diablo stuff that came out. One of the things I kind of liked about Blizz is they had a lot of these making of either stories or videos or uh, you got to see like, how the creative process works. You saw some of those. What what do you think? Well, my view is a little tainted because the one that I was really looking forward to is reforging the past, the cinematic intro. Mm. And I thought that was going to be addressing more of the timeline issues, Um. how they're going to be reforging the past. And then they get into it and they keep talking about drawings and stuff. I was a little bit like, Oh, when are you going to talk about what I want to hear? But if I'd known that's what it was, born into it, I'd have been a little more interested. I thought that whole part was, was interesting. I watched that one in, in detail. It had a cool little timeline going across the bottom, and they showed people, you know, how the art changed and, and how things were progressed. And here was this rough sketch idea that we had. And I, I particularly liked the one the, that Samwise showed, where he showed like an original drawing of, of a guy who was blindfolded. And it's just a sketch and go, well, if you look at this sketch and you take the blindfold off of him, this actually becomes our original human model, which is then we tweaked into Arthas. Right. But then if you take this concept of this blind guy, we look over here at Illidan. Yeah. The, uh, that became, right. Yeah. So that was really cool to see that in a creative process, it is wonderful to be able to see like this idea works. And we want to take point, you know, part A, part B, and part D out of it and use this. And then part C actually works over here on this other project. Or this, you know, I like that. Um, in the whole, one of the things they said in, in, in one of the videos, watch so many of them, there's actually a presentation that they were talking about. And they were going to do a, it was a Diablo presentation. And they're going to actually craft a legendary item based on suggestions from the audience. And they brought a couple of people up to be guest designers. While I didn't watch that whole thing, one of the parts that was really cool about it is when they said they had this phase where all ideas are brought in. It doesn't matter how crazy the idea it is. It's all brought in and put down on paper. It's the gathering part they talked about. Then they refine those ideas. And during the gathering process, all ideas work. It's 100%. You well, have an idea? that's the, uh, the, pro- the concept behind brainstorming. Right. So all the ideas put down, and then they refine them, and they get the ones that they like and they want to yeah. work with. And the ones that didn't make the cut, they're just put over in, into what I used to call, you know, like the white the whiteboard of no. <laughs> but but something similar. There's an idea bucket, a rejected idea bucket. Right. But those don't go away. Those just sit there. And every so often you can go back to that bucket and look. So I like that that whole 
concept. You know, it's it, it to me it was one of those things like, yeah, I, I do that at my job and it's nice to see that it's actually something that gets done at a larger scale for me. What about the panel discussions there, Freck? What do you think of those with in particular the people up on the stage? I know you've alluded to the fact that some of them needed maybe some public speaking training. You know, there are a few questions that were asked of the panelists that I found really exciting, especially their responses. Um, Someone asked about the toy box, and they're like, hey, I have this item in my toy box that requires rep for me to use it. Oh, yeah. And I, they were talking about the the knives, the knife set that you, I think you get from the tillers. Yeah, Ginsu knife. Yeah, and yeah. you wanted to use that in Garrosh's body afterwards. Well, well <laughs> on, yeah, on who would it? Yeah, on who would right. Well, exactly. So, and they're like, oh, well, there might be an oversight. <sighs> I got so excited because that frustrated me. You know, I went through, you know, the whole 45 minutes to get exalted with Timbermaw Hold so I could have that item to turn me into... A fur bulk. Yeah. And now it's in my toy box. You can't but use it. You requires us all to use. Why? What's the, what, what's the point of a toy box if you're going to say this thing's only usable up to this level and this one's only usable after this level and this is only usable in a certain zone, but then there are other items that you get from Pandaria that aren't toys in the toy box that are only used in Pandaria. So just, it was inconsistent. Sure. And they were they should have taken off the restrictions for putting it in there. Mm. So you're looking forward to maybe not all the restrictions being removed because I think there's still justified reasons for some restrictions being on some of them. Well, like what? Well, okay, maybe it's not a toy. If it's a toy, then it shouldn't. Okay. So if it's not a toy, that's then, what I'm saying. Right. Like, okay, there's the, the Aqua Jewel. That's one of the ones I was thinking of. But that's not in the toy box. Right. So yeah, it's only usable up to like 94, but it's not in the toy box. Well, and they also took away my Lily Pad. Yeah, they did that on purpose. I miss my Lily. I pad. think they got rid of the symbiosis. They did ability in the first place. Yeah, and that got rid of. That's all it was. Yeah. And they gave me hundred gold for it. Getting happy. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think about it? Well, there's two two parts. Um, like you, I feel some of them need to go. Maybe that when they watch this back, they'll see it. But some of the panelists' body language, even when they weren't the ones being directed the questions to, their body language was not as open as it could be. Okay. Like they were getting irritated by the questions? Getting irritated by the questions. Um, there was a lot of head movement in particular after answers were being made, so the uh-huh. breaking of eye contact. Okay. And there was just that kind of stuff like, here's your answer. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to look at you. I'm done. Uh, I've answered. Move on. Don't, don't rebuttal. Just, there you go. Which that could fall into, you know, what I was saying earlier about them needing more training or more experience sure. of getting in front of a panel. As I understand, it's nerve wracking. I mean, what we can't see is that you're on stage, you got all those lights on you. Right. You know, and you're in front of people. And you're supposed to talk to these people who you probably can't see very well. And they're all criticizing you. Because you can tell lights in your face. And if you're not used to that, if your job is in front of a computer or in like a small meeting and that's what you do, it'd be difficult. But. I will say one of the things that I like about the panels is that, and this is general, it it goes back to all the panels and also goes to the forums. If there is something legitimate that it was an oversight, Blizzard is not afraid to admit it and say, you know what, that's an oversight. Or if it's something that is a good idea, 
they would go, that's a good idea. In particular, and I know this it might be a little, I don't even want to use the word controversial, but some people don't think it's an issue or, or even a thing. But there's a person who came up and said, you know, as a druid, uh, when I'm in bear form and I do a slash roar, I have my racials roar. <laughs> I don't I don't roar like a bear. When I'm in kitty form and I do a slash roar, I have my racials roar. I don't roar like a kitty. That's weird. And I can I can I roar like the animal I'm shape shifted into. And they went and one of the things they said is like we have hundreds of these roar tracks. You know, I know it said it in jest, like we have all these caged animals out there just roaring for us. Uh-huh. But they do have a plethora of sound files. Right. <laughs> you know, ain't that difficult. No. Uh, so that might be coming because because of this one person's comment. Oh. So that was that was cool, and I liked it, and that's what I'm saying. I liked the fact that they go, yeah, that's a good idea. We, we we hadn't thought of that. Great, fantastic idea. Let's make that happen. So I like the fact that they they are able to a admit when they've made a mistake and or, or an oversight or just something they hadn't thought of, and I like that about that. It's a little bit it's an honesty that I like, but got to work on that body language, though. Don't be closing them down so much. All right, moving on, let's talk about eSports. We had Hearthstone, which we watched. Uh, we had I watched some Arena. I did not watch any StarCraft, but I did watch or Heroes. I did watch, uh, I did watch uh, like I said, Hearthstone and um, Arena. Okay. What did you think overall of the uh, eSports there? Well, for one thing, I love the Hearthstone stage. Oh, I think oh, it's gorgeous. The way they had like, the fire and the... The, you know, the booth, and they had, like, their steins. Or was that just the commentators that had the steins, not the competitors? No, they didn't have, no competitors didn't have any. They were, yeah, they were yeah. this closed, soundproof box, yes. I'm assuming. With headphones. They should have given some water. I think they had water. They, actually, you saw them taking drinks every so often. Okay. Bottled water. They didn't water. have, like, a stein. Like, you know, if I was, if that was me and I had made it all the way, I you know, I don't expect, like, a goblet. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> With mead. Bring yes. me my mead. <laughs> No, that would no. have been so thematic. Yes. That would have and they like, would have looked less tense when they were playing instead of just kind of like hunched out. Like that was the most awkward thing. Like you're watching these people's faces as they're staring at their screen. Yeah. And they're just like hunched over, you know, like one hand in front of their mouth. It's like. Don't pick your nose. Don't pick your nose. Don't pick your nose. <laughs> <laughs> it was slightly awkward. Very, very awkward. Oh. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, we were, you and I were screaming about this. Somebody kept on, one of the players kept on, like, whipping his mouth back and forth Ooh, over his car. Wasn't that hard to watch? Oh, it was very hard to watch. And apparently, like, the on YouTube, because it's also streaming there, which is, like, flowing over the comments of, some, of people going, make this guy stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was completely distracting to me. I mean, I had to look away. I can't, I can't watch. Yeah. I cannot watch this part. This guy, it just... It's one of those things. It's it's cringeworthy. There were a lot of cringeworthy moments in this whole uh, uh, con, but that one's one of those that I was just going, "Stop! Just just stop!" You know, that's tricky. I mean, it's one of those things like you've only ever played at your house. Maybe you know? it could have been in other tournaments. Well, sure, but like it's something that you play by yourself, and all of a sudden you're doing a solo activity. The wide audience and like all your little ticks and you know. Oh, so you're stuff. saying it was probably subconscious. Yeah, he had no idea that he was circling over all his probably car not. at a rapid rate. <laughs> or if he did, he probably had no idea to be like you know aggravating people that much. That's true. You know, and their choice to use three host. Yeah, the commentators or they, yeah. they called what they, they called them the casters. I guess. 
Yeah. The guy in the middle did not know where to look. Um, it depends way. on who you're talking. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he didn't know what to do. All right, so here's my thing on that. This is gonna, it's personal. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and share with everybody because that's what I do. Uh, if you went over and you listened to the arena casters, there might have been two of them. There might have been three of them. I don't know. But they did a phenomenal, phenomenal job, 100 times better than the Hearthstone casters did. Yes, Hearthstone is new. This is the first tournament they've had at BlizzCon. And you had a a quote-unquote professional caster, a quote-unquote professional player, and then somebody from the dev team. You know, somebody actually works on the, the softwares there. That was right. their, that was how they decided to, to, to have their three. In any other event, that is a fantastic lineup. We have a guy who is a great commentator who does this stuff for he, – he's a professional caster. He does this. We have a guy who's knowledgeable about what's going on, uh, about the gameplay – and then we have a guy who is our technical expert that can answer any technical questions. Great lineup. Okay. The problem is, I don't think they practiced. They talked over each other constantly. They would get excited about cards that were being played without explaining why they were excited about that card. They would interject their personal opinions on a play style or a decision or something. So it was very, it, you know, if you watch football, you don't really know which side the the, the commentator is rooting for because you're getting you're getting pros and cons about each play that's going on. Okay, that didn't happen here. They, like I said, they talked all over each other. And like you said many times, the guy in the middle didn't know which way to talk, and some of the times they just looked at the camera straight on awkwardly. <laughs> and it was like with this weird goofy grin, <laughs> you know? and it's just like, ah, <laughs> don't do that. Well, here's the problem too. Um, if you know the basics of Hearthstone, which you do, right? No, you haven't been playing since um, next. Next, right? But if I were to tell you, look, there's this card that costs three. Like if you were to look at it, and it said two in the left hand corner and eight in the right hand corner, and it said taunt, uh, death rattle. Opponent puts a minion from their deck onto the board. Would you sure. understand that? Yes. Okay. So my issue is not necessarily that they needed to explain the cards, but you needed to be able to see them. I mean, I was watching on like a big screen TV and I saw their hand, but I couldn't read what was on there. And if I wasn't familiar with the cards, I wouldn't have known what it was or what it did. And that was my problem. I'm not, you could name off a card to me and I'm not going to know exactly what it does. But if you were to able to look at his hand, you would, would have a quick glance of what cost what, what's going to, you know, what's the highest damage doing card in his hand, right? You would have had a better sense of what was going on. Right. Well, okay, here's the thing. You should, how you know, in, in professional commentary, you have your, your broadcaster or your caster, and you have what they call the color commentary guy. Right. So you have the guy who states what just happened, and then you have the guy who explains what just happened. All right, so, so a person just pulls and gets, and gets a uh, Alex Straza. Right. And so the first guy goes, he got an Alex Straza. Okay, that's okay. And the second guy goes, ooh, that's not okay. That's not adding anything. No, I'm like, what's that mean? So, what's Alex Straza do? Okay, Alex Straza, her battle cry is set a hero's remaining health to 15. A hero's, meaning... Anyone on the board. Anyone, yours or theirs, <laughs> and <laughs> set it to 15, which means that can either be a decrease or increase. Or an increase, right. Right. Okay, so, 
what should have happened was, and you'll you'll be color commentator in this, all right? Okay. All right, so, and I'll be broadcaster, obviously. Okay. <laughs> he just pulled an Alex Straza. Wonder what he's going to do that. Is he going to nerf his opponent or is he going to heal himself? Okay, that's better. Does that help? That helps. Right. A little bit. A little bit. You know, and then maybe the third guy who's a technical expert could say the technical part of it. Right. Well, that card does bring up, you know, plus 15, you know, the what? That would have been a hundred times better than what those people were doing. Right. Well, I mean, and and again, like people who have sat through magic tournaments or seen those broadcasts have complained about the length of the time it takes to broadcast when you are explaining every card. So my issue is not necessarily that they have to explain a card what it does because somebody who is familiar with the gist of Hearthstone and you assume that they would be watching the stream in the first place. But if you could at least see them, yeah, you know, it'd be helpful. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The little problem I had with it wasn't the broadcasters, but it was when they would try to interview these these poor guys after playing winning winning a round of Hearthstone. <laughs> Again, Which part it, didn't you like? It was cringeworthy. These guys didn't, <laughs> you know, like, you know, they were they were asking them open ended questions. Right. Not good. Not good. You know, do you have anything to say to these people who have been your adoring fans? Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst is the technical fail. Like, they asked this guy's really yeah. interesting question. Like, oh, well, you didn't use a totem. Why didn't you use a totem? With like, oh, really? Oh, that makes perfect sense. There's then- a fantastic explanation. <laughs> like, what did he just say? <laughs> and then they didn't recap it. All he sees is a person like take the, take the, awkwardly take the guy's microphone away. And the kid's like, what? what just, and she's awkwardly putting it underneath <laughs> the table going, let's just forget that happened. <laughs> it's like, why don't you recap, folks? If you know you had a technical issue, recap. <laughs> you got plenty of time. Uh Really awkward, yeah. I, I did enjoy uh, on the other side of it, on, on the arena, it was much more professional. And again, I know a little bit more about, you know, PvP. Not much okay. more. More than you do Hearthstone. Because uh, yeah, we had our own arena team. <laughs> yeah, we did so fantastic. <laughs> I know. Uh, and so it, watching that was more exciting in, in, uh, in that. But it was, you know, I will say this. For the first tournament i have watched in that format i thought the format was very good for hearthstone how they split the screens and switch the screens you can see the other cards and they had the players faces as awkward as what the players faces were i liked it one of the things i liked was watching the guy who is about to about to like just just destroy the other person like okay i, I really feel bad that i'm about to do this but and you, you can watch their 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 face as they are you know Poning their opponent, going, I'm really sorry about this, but blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> so uh, it was, uh, but it was good. I, I, yeah. I, I would watch more of that. Okay, I would watch more Hearthstone. It was, it was intriguing to me. Then again, I like watching poker games too. Oh, so that part was, you know, isn't that all about psychology though? Well, there's, it was, yeah, but there's psychology in this too. I mean, look, did you, do you remember how, how long like the guys would sit there on a card? You know they're going to play. It's the only play they can make. And then they sit there and they wait for that little the timer. You're almost out of time. You're running out of time. What are you going to do? Nothing's going down. You do you know? think that was strategic? Absolutely. Why? It doesn't do anything. Yes, it does. What? You're making your opponent wait. And then what? We're just making them wait. Uh. Exactly. No, no. You just you just personify the answer right there. <laughs> uh, I got to wait for this guy. You know, I I am psychologically in your head. Mm, maybe. On a hundred percent. 
See, because when I play Hearthstone, like I'm playing somebody, I just want to get the turnover with real quick. You know? Yeah. But if you sit there and wait, and yeah, you could be doing math in your head, and sometimes they would do that. They would say, I don't want to know which is the best move to make. But there are plenty of times when these players, that was the only move they could make, and they would still sit there and wait. So you're making your opponent wonder, okay, they have more than one move. But see, their level of play style is not just what's on the board, is what's in my deck, what's in the opponent's deck, you know? So there is more math than meets the eye. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But but what I'm saying is they don't have a choice. They're going to make one move. Right. And then they sit there with and they they, they well, take they can the make card. the move or not make not make the move though. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there was a uh, there was one of them in one of the finals where the guy passed. I was like, what? Right. It's crazy, but anyhow, I don't understand. All right. Overall, we got kind of hinted on this one, but uh, technology issues that you might have seen pros and cons during the entire the entire of BlizzCon. I think I've uh, voiced all my complaints that I've had. I mean, other than a few times where like okay, like the Hearthstone game disconnected. Yeah, it's the gonna way, happen. It's like, yeah, Here, my it took them a really long time to get it back, though. Hey, right, my problem with that is they complained. They they stated that there was a uh, a network connectivity issue uh-huh. or internet issue is what I believe what they said. Okay, while we're watching the stream, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, How are you watching the stream? <laughs> well, you know, in in hindsight, you know, I did make that, but now you think it was Direct TV issue could it could have been coming out a different path uh-huh. completely? Could have been going straight out to a satellite truck in the back. Okay, so. That being said, there should have been, you never want a single point of failure. If if that was whoever's IT department went in and go, here's our internet connection. Okay, where's the other one? Right. Where's my failover? Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and they didn't have one. Oh. Uh, they had a power outage, but it was like a CD block power outage as, as well. And that affected the StarCraft tournament. It put them back like a couple hours into the, into the closing ceremonies. Ooh. So, but what are you going to do about that? You, I mean, again... The, the 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 Anaheim Convention Center is not on any kind of huge diesel bat you know backup for emergencies. Sure. <laughs> so, but you could have had some kind of little battery backup somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Again, you know you can't you know you can't make all the provisions for all the problems that are going to happen. But you want at least, in my opinion, you should have had a, a failover internet connection. And then I've already said it before. You know, camera angles, switching the cameras during the concert was just just. You know, too much. Too much, too much, too much. Overall, do you think it was a successful BlizzCon, Freck? I think so. Me too. To me, BlizzCon is community. Alrighty, if you should ever find yourself asking a question... In front of any panel, not just a BlizzCon panel, any panel, anywhere, we have some qualities of good and qualities of bad questions that you should take into heart before you actually get up there and decide to ask said question. So a quality of a good question here, keeping it on topic. Quality of a bad question, asking something that would be much better answered in a different setting. Quality of a good question, keeping it concise. Bad question, making it as long and convoluted as possible to sound smart. Good, following the parameters of the Q&A session. Bad, milking your opportunity to speak for all it's worth. Good, asking meaningful, forward-moving questions. Bad, trying purposely to stump the panel. Good would be giving a brief, relevant introduction. 
Bad would be using the platform to brag about how great of a player you are or how long you've been playing. A good thing to do would be to accept the reply as an answer, even if you don't agree with what they said. Bad is asking follow-up questions or just rephrasing to try to get your desired response. Good showing appreciation. Bad sucking up. A quality of a good question would be showing respect. Quality of a bad question would be being belligerent. Good question would be allowing yourself to analyze the situation before you ask the question. A bad question would be disguising a personal complaint as a question. A fantastic quality would be presenting yourself professionally. And a bad quality is forgetting that you'll be on camera in front of thousands of people. So next time you find yourself with the opportunity to ask your question in front of a panel, do take those good qualities and bad qualities into consideration because my word, freckle face, the Q&A sessions for the, the World of Warcraft, I didn't see any other ones, but my word, were they bad. Oh, yeah. There might have been one or maybe two okay questions. I don't think there was a single good question. There were definitely more bad questions than I've ever heard. More QQing mm-hmm. than ever. <laughs> Can we raise the drop rate of Hell's Horseman? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, hey, um, any chance we can get our default bag size increased? Oh, you know, no, he said changed. Anytime we, any chance we can get our default bag size changed? So the dev said, yeah, we'll make it six. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Hey, um, I know uh, paladins and warlocks, they each have their own special class mount. Um, can I get my own special class mount? Oh, no. They didn't just say no. They went, aw. <laughs> and then they <laughs> said no. <laughs> and then they clarified it with why. Like, you know, special. You, you, you want a warlock mount? Roll a warlock. Right. <laughs> so do keep those uh, in mind. That's a little public service, a little PSA to all of you out there. Well, that about does it for episode number 243. If you find yourself in the Orlando area on November 22nd, then come hang out with the Orlando WoW Meetup group for brunch. See meetup.com for details. And we are looking for our next contestant for HearthCast AoE. It's the only trivia game where you don't have to be right to win. Anyone can play. We only need 20 minutes of your time in the block of 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Email us at podcast at hearthcast.com for scheduling. Big thanks and shout outs going to everybody on Twitter and uh, who uh, blew up my phone the other night. Appreciate that. Had to uninstall Twitter because it broke. (laughs) (laughs) And now I don't remember my password, so I got to get it off my web browser. (laughs) So, uh, but big big thanks to you. That was kind of fun. It was neat. And uh, hey, all of our friends uh, over at Facebook. And as we do close episode number 243, I want to thank you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to OpenRead for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com. Oh, yeah.
Yeah, 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 yeah